0: Hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. Great, thank you for that warm welcome and a big shout out and hello to our online audience. Great that you can be with us today. I love coming to church. Who's enjoying it today? It's amazing, isn't it? I'm going to carry on with the Woman of the Bible sermon series. So it's Woman of the Bible, and Through the Eyes of Jesus is the title of my sermon today. So let's view women how Jesus viewed them while understanding the culture of his time. And so I want to look at woman through the lens of Jesus. Look at woman, how he seen them. And a lens, the word lens is a metaphor for how you or others see things. And I really enjoyed Jesse's communion this morning. I liked the lens of grace that he looked upon. And, uh, and it's uh, such a rich, powerful scripture. But through the lens of grace, it just brought such a rich, revelation and understanding of bringing Jesus into our judgment and his grace into our judgment so I enjoyed that lens and then when Murray was transitioning this morning he's got that uh, apostolic gifting and of course he's looking through the lens of of scriptures through the lens of faith and did faith arise in the room So we can look at scriptures with a different lens and that's why you can have one scripture, six people, looking at it with a different lens or a different angle, you can have six different sermons. When the All Blacks play South Africa, there's normally only a couple of points in it. And just say, you know, make our South Africans happy this morning, South Africa win by two points. The South Africans are happy. It was a great game of rugby. It was fair and the best team won. Talk to a Kiwi. We were robbed. (laughs) We were ripped off. The referee was biased. And anyway, let's sack our coach and let's drop some players. Same game of rugby, completely different. Lens. So this morning I'm wanting to look at women in the Bible through the lens of Jesus. And so what I'm wanting to do is for us to see woman in the way that Jesus sees woman. Awesome. He didn't see them like the Pharisees saw them. The Pharisees were the religious leaders. Pharisees were self-righteous and full of pride. So they viewed woman through a completely different lens. Than what Jesus did. Pharisees like to yoke people, burden them, pull people down. Jesus came to liberate, set people free, to lift people up. Pharisees seen woman as servants and property. Jesus viewed woman as precious and valuable. The lens we choose to see the world through can greatly influence the things. We see and experience. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were siblings who lived in Bethany, about two miles from Jerusalem. They were siblings who often hosted Jesus. Jesus knew them very well. Just stop for a moment and just think what would it be like to be Mary, Martha, and Lazarus and having Jesus, like physical Jesus? coming and staying in your home. He's in the spare bedroom sleeping. You're you're cooking him food. Jesus is in your house. Imagine being a friend of Jesus and hosting him. Let's go to Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him Into her house, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Does that really stick out to you? Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word probably doesn't stick out to us in 21st century New Zealand, but I want to take us back to when Jesus walked the earth. We're going back to first-century Israel, and here we see Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing his word. When Jesus entered the stage, when Jesus entered the world, there had been 400 years of silence. From the minor prophets to the book of Matthew is 400 years where God doesn't speak. And what the Pharisees and the scribes did is they put their own interpretation on scripture and what they were doing was they were putting yokes or bondage or burdens upon people. And the most oppressed people at this time were women. Women were likened to slaves. They were property of men. They had no rights. They couldn't vote. They couldn't be a witness in court. They had no rights to education. The Jewish boys went off to school and learnt, but the girls did not because they were servants, they were property of men. Marriages were arranged. A prayer of the Jewish men was, thank you Lord that I was not born a woman because they were so oppressed. And so women had no education. There was a saying in amongst the Jewish men that better the Torah or the word of God be burned than taught to women. So the most oppressed people at this time were women. Now let's just read that again. Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Jewish women weren't to be taught the word of God. It was only men that could be disciples and could sit at the feet of a rabbi. And Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, being taught the word of God. This was not supposed to happen. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, "'Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone?' Therefore, tell her to help me. Martha understands the culture of the day. Jesus, do you not know that Mary shouldn't be sitting there at your feet? Tell her to come out and help me. Martha understood the culture. Martha understood that women weren't to be at the feet of Jesus. Learning the scripture. Can you Martha was stressed? This should not be happening. Verse 41, And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Everything inside Martha is screaming, This is wrong. This should not be happening. And then Jesus is saying, This is okay it's okay for Mary to sit at my feet and hear the word of God. Wow. Mary and Martha were sisters, but completely and uniquely different. Martha was one who expressed herself through serving. Mary was a worshiper. Two completely different women, yet sisters. Two completely different lenses themselves. Now Mary, Martha and Lazarus were very special to Jesus. He loved them. He knew them well. And I'm going to go to John 11 verse 1 now. And this is where Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus is sick and they need Jesus. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. I want you to take notice of that scripture because I'm going to go there shortly. Whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him saying, Lord behold, he whom you love is sick. This shows the special relationship and the connection they have with Jesus. It's, not, it's just not like that Lazarus, your acquaintance. Lazarus, you know, our brother, you love him, he's sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so when he heard that he was sick, he stayed away two more days in the place where he was. He's most likely in Jerusalem, like a one-hour, two-hour walk away. They've called for him to come. Lazarus is sick, he's going to die. They know Jesus, so they know he is the healer. They need him. Jesus, we need you now. Lazarus is sick. You love him. Come and heal him. We need you. And Jesus stayed away two more days. What actually happens is Lazarus dies. Do you think Mary and Martha are feeling a little bit let down by their friend? They knew that if he had to come, he could have healed Lazarus and he is a friend after all and yet he stayed away let's go to verse 21 Jesus finally arrives a little bit late and Lazarus is dead John 11 verse 21 now Martha said to Jesus Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Can you feel the feeling that would go with that statement towards Jesus? Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Turn to your neighbor and say that. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Doesn't really help us now, does it, Jesus? (laughs) Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? What an amazing revelation of who Jesus is. What an amazing passage of teaching. Is there a Better piece of scripture and all the scripture than this. Jesus revealing himself as the resurrection and the life. But who's he revealing this to? A woman. Wow. Jesus is teaching woman. This is who I am. This incredible revelation of who he is is being taught to a woman. Is there a greater passage of scripture in all the Bible? Maybe that passage on worship, when he was talking about the Holy Spirit ca- being poured out on all the earth, where there is a g- coming a time where we will not have to worship on this mountain or Jerusalem, where we can worship in spirit and truth. That's an amazing piece of teaching. Who was he teaching that to? The woman at the well. Wow. Then he went on to tell her that he's the Messiah. And then she went and told the people in her village she was the first evangelist. She was the first person to lead people to Jesus. Jesus is teaching and empowering woman in first century Israel. Verse 27, she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling you. Martha is now calling Jesus the teacher in first century Israel. He is the teacher of Of woman, remember, you know the Jewish people said, "Better the Torah be burnt than taught to woman." Jesus is teaching woman. These women have been God-starved for generations, and Jesus is teaching them. Let's go to verse thirty-two. Then. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Do you remember earlier I had you turn to your neighbor and say that? What I want you to notice is this is exactly what Martha said. Martha said this as well, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So, the two sisters have said exactly the same statement. Now, if you were to ask me what colour's my shirt, I'd say it's kind of dark blue. And then if somebody else came and asked me what colour's my shirt, I'd say it's dark blue. Doesn't the, the same question or the same statement demand the same answer? So, She's just said exactly what Martha said, so isn't Jesus going to respond to her in exactly the same way? Let's read on. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. This is Mary now, not Martha. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, you come and see. Jesus wept. Jesus isn't seeing woman as servants of men and as property. He sees Mary and he sees Martha and their uniqueness. Martha is a woman that's black and white, shoots from the hip, doesn't mince her words, calls a spade a spade and not a digging instrument. A logical woman and Jesus gives her a logical response. Mary, full of empathy, the worshipper, the one that desires relationship and connection. Jesus weeps with her. He meets her right where she is at. Jesus sees these women. He understands these women. He knows them and he cares about them. Jesus goes on to raise Lazarus from the dead. What is it with women being present at resurrections? <laughs> and when Jesus was on the cross, women were there? And wasn't it woman who found the empty tomb? And remember earlier when I said this is Mary who would anoint Jesus and wash his feet? I'm going to go to that passage now. This is in Luke chapter 7. Jesus has been invited for a meal to a Pharisee's house. This is Simon the Pharisee and this would take place in a courtyard. The Pharisees loved to put on a show. They had beautiful gowns on, they had fine speech, they would have had fine dining food with beautiful utensils and this would take, out so- take place outside where it's cooler. This is the Middle East and so there would be onlookers looking on. And Simon the Pharisee has invited Jesus to his house for a meal. So we're talking like a big crowd checking this out. And when Jesus goes to Simon's house, Simon is intentionally rude. You see, when you have a guest come to your house, according to their culture, you greet them with a kiss, either a kiss on the hand or a kiss on the cheek. Simon does not give Jesus a kiss. He is being rude to Jesus. And then what you would do when you had a guest of honor come to your house is you would have a servant wash their feet. Or you might wash them yourself or at the very least you would provide water for washing their feet. Simon does not provide any water, he does not provide a towel. The other thing you would do for a guest is you would provide some olive oil because it's hot, it's the Middle East and olive oil is like fragrant and uh, refreshing. Simon does not do this. So we've got a, a tense atmosphere because... Simon the Pharisee is being rude to Jesus. How does, how does Jesus respond? How is he going to respond? He doesn't say a word. He is so humble. He doesn't speak up. He just accepts it. But then suddenly a woman comes forward and it's Mary, the friend of Jesus And what she does is she begins to kiss his feet. Simon wouldn't give him a kiss, so she does. She can't kiss him on the hand or the cheek. She's a woman, so she kisses his feet. And then she begins to wash his feet with her tears. I mean, Simon's never going to give a woman a basin of water, so she does all that she can, and she cries on his feet in honour of him, and she begins to wash his feet with her tears, and then she lets down her hair. I mean, Simon's not going to give her a towel, and she dries those tears off with her hair, and she has a a jar of alabaster oil, and this is worth a year's wages, so it's an expensive jar of oil. She doesn't just sprinkle a little bit on his feet. She pours the oil, out upon the feet of Jesus. Now let's go to Luke 7 verse 44. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? The Pharisees didn't like woman. They didn't like what this woman had done. And... uh, They were insulting to her. They were rude to her. Jesus, who doesn't defend himself, defends this woman. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? Can I get you up, Lisa? You're going to be my prop this morning. (laughs) i better get you in the light. (laughs) So I'm going to read that scripture again. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? So I'm talking to you this morning, but I want to give you an example of what Jesus does. While he's talking to Simon the Pharisee, he begins to look at the woman. So what he does is he gets the Pharisee to see the woman through the lens that he sees here. So while talking to Simon, he's looking at the woman to get Simon to see the woman, to see the woman like Jesus sees her. Jesus knows that the Pharisee sees the property of a man, a servant, a second-class citizen, but now he's wanting Simon to see the woman as he sees her, as precious, as valuable, as a woman of honour, a woman that he cares about, a worshipper, a woman to be lifted up, not put down. So while he's talking to Simon, he, he, he is looking at the woman so that Simon can see through his lens. Thank you. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since this time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. And then he says to her, your sins are forgiven. He is not defending himself, he is defending the woman. Mark 14 verse 8. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. This woman knew what the Pharisees didn't. This woman knew what the disciples didn't even know, that that Jesus was going to die and she is preparing him for burial. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. So Mary is a worshipper. Mary is sensitive. Mary understands what the Pharisees and the disciples do not know. In the Old Testament, women were queens. They were queens, they were judges, they were prophetesses, they were leaders. In the book of Proverbs, it describes wisdom as a woman. May I propose that is because women are wise? (laughs) This woman had wisdom and insight. And I want you to imagine the atmosphere as Jesus first century Israel is honoring this woman it is intense Jesus is standing up for the woman and this goes against the culture goes against society the Pharisees are against him his own disciples are against him but Jesus will stand up to defend this one woman so the atmosphere is intense Mark 14 verse 10 then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray him to them. This is from where Judas left to betray Jesus. Remember that argument? This oil should have been uh, sold to the poor. Jesus said, What she has done is right and honorable. What led up to Judas betraying Jesus? This did. This is the very event that happened before Judas betrayed Jesus. Jesus was willing to stand up for woman and woman's rights even if it cost him his life. And it did. This is where Judas left to betray him when he stood up for a woman. Can I get the band up now, please? So this morning I wanted to take everybody on a journey, and that is to see woman through the lens of Jesus. I also think of the woman caught in adultery. Why did they only bring the woman to Jesus and not the man? They didn't care about adultery. They didn't like it that Jesus was honoring woman. They thought they'd trap Jesus because surely he's got to honour the word of God above this woman and see that she is stoned. Pharisees had the perfect trap. Jesus has to honour the word of God and see this woman stoned. But what does he say? You without uh, without sin throw the first stone and one by one convicted by their own sin they left their stones. What does Jesus say to this woman? Does no one condemn you? neither do I go and sin no more. So Jesus would stand up for women. Jesus, the teacher, gives us a lesson on how to treat women, but not just women, people in general. Jesus teaches us how to treat people. Jesus came to set the captives free. The most captive people at that time were women, and he came to liberate them and set them free. Other people who were oppressed at that time were tax collectors and sinners. Jesus came to lift them up. May I propose this morning that Jesus loves all people and wants to liberate all people. And Jesus is a man of honour, and he knows how to honour people. He knows how to honour Men. He knows how to honour women. He knows how to honour cultures. He knows how to honour generations. And may we become more like Jesus and be people of honour and love and people that lift people up and allow them to go higher. And may I propose we're not like the Pharisees who put burdens on people and hold people back. This is a lesson for us on how to be more Christ-like in the world we live in. Can we all stand? Wherever this gospel is preached, may it be done in memory of her. You know, this song Alabaster Jar Jar is written about this woman. And may we become more like Jesus. And let me tell you something about that woman. She poured out the bottle of oil on the feet of Jesus. And when she left the room that day, she left smelling like Jesus. May we leave after this time of worship or this time together, smelling and being more like Jesus. Going into this world that we're called to go into and lift people up. Jesus loves all people. And if you're here today, you can reach out to Jesus. He's there and he wants to lift you up there's grace for you. All you need to do is say, Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart, come into my life. I want to follow you. Jesus will reveal himself to you.